friend, I have exciting news! The 2021 Elegant Excellence Goals Journal launches, drumroll please, next week. Next week, mark your calendars Friday, October 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern to be exact. And the day before, I'm hosting a reveal party, a live online party to give you all the details about the edits and additions that are new for this year. And exclusively for those who join me live on the call, you will get 24-hour early access to the site to shop your cover before any of the options sell out. So swipe up now into the description of this episode and save your seat. If you do not already have the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal from 2020, here in a teeny tiny nutshell is what it is. Some of my favorite reviews from your friends describe it as helping you get clear on your big picture goals and then relate them to your day-to-day to actually move forward the life you truly want. In today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of groundwork on that first dreaming part, which then we will go deeper on inside the journal to create your 10-year, three-year, one-year, six-month goals, then whittle it down into, okay, what are our priorities then this month? Checking back in every week, how are we doing? I think we almost all struggle with having too much to do, (laughs) beating ourselves up for not being more productive, being disappointed that we haven't made more happen in the past few months. We say we are going to do these things. We want to make these things happen. And yet we aren't where we we hoped or wished we would be. And that is why I created the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. I created it for myself. I needed it for myself. And this is now the fourth iteration after years of doing a free January 1 goal setting workshop. So this has really been many years in the making. And now the fourth iteration of the tangible complete journal itself that myself and now thousands of others have used and refined and we have brand new updates for this year. On the weeks that I don't use my journal, I absolutely notice that is why I got so behind and overwhelmed. It happened to me in the month of September. I got to the end of the month and was like, what the heck happened this month? How did I get so behind and off track? And then I said to my husband, I got so busy, I stopped using my Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. I haven't used it in like three weeks. And I think that's what's made the difference because I didn't do the work. I just got so busy that I plowed ahead. So I continue to need this for myself. It continues to bless my life and my business. We actually, Jeremy mentioned in uh, couples counseling the other day that uh, we've one of the reasons our relationship has been really great lately is because I've been less stressed with work. And when the therapist said, why do you think that is? It's really all of the teeny tiny layers of peeling back the onion foundationally that are at the core of the journal that as I do the work, I truly see that it even affects my marriage and those around me. And so we need the practical steps as well as the mindset components inside. I use both of those every day. And plus, you will hear at next week's reveal party that this is not just a journal. There are audio and video teachings to answer questions and challenge you to grow deeper, as well as an amazing new component this year that I will be revealing on the call. So you can find the link in the description of this episode to get on the list or in my Instagram bio. And in the meantime, enjoy today's taste of what's inside, and I will see you live next week at the party. By golly, it's Wednesday. 
You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Today, I want to help you dream bigger. More clearly, more confidently, more powerfully. I believe our dreams are what tell us the kind of life we really want. And without that vision casting, we likely won't end up very near to it. The difference to me between a goal and a dream is a goal is measurable. It has an action plan. A dream is what inspires our goals. The dream is the lifestyle, essence, vibe, legacy, personality that we make happen and make true in our lives because of, by the building blocks of our goals and projects. So in my Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, we start with dreams, which then waterfall down to inform our goals, and then those waterfall down as we make action plans so that our dreams don't just stay dreams but become a reality. But I realize in listening to you over the last few years that a lot of us struggle to dream. Uh, In whatever Disney movie that was, Jiminy Cricket told us, you know, a dream is a wish your heart makes. Except he didn't sing it. I don't know who sang that, but obviously that wasn't a cricket singing that. That was a princess. Anyways, as adults, we can find that that vision, that wish of our heart, it's more clouded and confused than we imagined. It's harder to identify or bring to life. Maybe it's been weighted down by failure, disappointment, comparison, fear. So I've identified five elements of our personality that trip us up in dreaming gracefully, spaciously, authentically. You may experience one in a certain season or in a specific area of life or a few of these piled together. But before we dream, We want to call out these barriers so that we can vision cast with fresh eyes. I don't think of myself, by the way, as having trouble dreaming. I dreamt of being a musical theater performer and had my Broadway career. I dreamt of starting a business and I did that. I'm an Enneagram 4. We are the romantic and the dreamer. However, I see in these roadblocks why I have maybe had a dream for years but not taken action on it or made it feel heavy or overcomplicated or been afraid to be honest about it because I wasn't sure if it actually might come true. So you might not struggle to dream, full stop, but to bring your dreams to life or to dream in certain areas about what you truly deeply desire and want. So listen for which of these descriptions sounds most like you. When you think about why you aren't today living out a dream on top of the world in love with your life, boldly and unabashedly claiming the dream that you want, is it more because you're, number one, the stats dreamer? We're uncomfortable saying what we want unless we understand how we can make it happen, how it's realistic. You want to guarantee the outcome before you even dare to say you want it. Well, how would I start? Uh, Okay, and then what? I mean, how would someone like me do that? Is the stats dreamer. Number two, the sidekick dreamer. We're uncomfortable saying we want more, want big things, so we play small. We make our dreams only about making other people happy. You want to guarantee no one will judge you or think you're selfish. 
oh, I'm content, but what dream of yours can I help you with is the sidekick dreamer. Number three, the supersized dreamer. We have so many dreams we are trying to pursue all at once. We don't want to have to give up anything, so we often end up getting even less because of that. You want to guarantee you can have it all and do it all. But I also want this and that and oh, I can't give that up either is the supersized dreamer. Number four, the split dreamer. You have two dreams in conflict. In our mind, they're heading in totally different directions, and we are paralyzed with indecision and fear of missing out. You want to guarantee you're making the right decision before you decide. I want both. What if I choose the wrong one is the split dreamer. And number five is the slothful dreamer. We don't even do the work to figure out what our dreams are, or if we do, we don't take the action, the risk, put in the work to move them forward. You want to guarantee the dream will be easy. Um, yeah, maybe someday, I, I don't know, I'll, I'll think about it, is the slothful dreamer. So let me give you an example of each in my life. Some of these I struggle with often, some hardly at all. And yet I can think of a project or season or area where it applied, whether it was in dreaming big or just not being overwhelmed or not being disappointed. Number one, the stats dreamer. You want to guarantee the outcome before you even dare to say you want it. I wanted to marry someone who shares my faith, but I thought maybe there aren't enough guys out there. So I tried to downplay the the why and the what because I wasn't sure the how for so many years when I was single. Number two, the sidekick dreamer. You want to guarantee no one will judge you or think you're selfish. When I hired an executive coach, she called me out on how often I would use the word we when I talked about my goals and dreams for the business. And it's not that I thought I would be judged for just owning what I wanted to do in my business, it just felt safer and more generous and team building to talk about them as, quote, our goals for my company instead of mine. Number three, the supersized dreamer. You want to guarantee you can have it all and do it all. I didn't realize I was doing this, but I have learned every few months deeper and deeper into my journey of essentialism over years now that my biggest dreams haven't happened because I keep saying yes to too many things, too many good things that keep me busy and distracted from the absolute great things. Number four, the split dreamer. You want to guarantee you're making the right decision before you decide. The most intense example of this for me is, do we want kids? I can't reconcile everything that I want in life with kids, without kids, and I don't get a guarantee or a test run before I decide either way. So eventually, I'm going to have to decide or time will make the decision for me. The example where being the split dreamer is the most clear for me is I've grown in ownership and confidence to trust my gut in business. Not being desperate anymore for someone to make a strategic or a marketing decision for me, owning that I need to make the choice between the two options, simply making one and moving forward. And number five, the slothful dreamer. You want to guarantee the dream will be easy. 
When I think of writing my style book, I wasn't initially afraid that it was going to be hard. That's not why I was delaying it. But as it kept getting delayed by other projects over the years, it started to feel harder and heavier. Because after all, if it was easy, I would have already done it. And I see this so often in seemingly small tasks tasks on my to-do list that I feel ridiculous that I keep putting off because they might be a little uncomfortable. And then they become so heavy as I put them off off week after week that the story becomes this thing must be hard and heavy and complicated and it's going to ask so much from me. So remember, none of these five types have to be our personality type. I think there's very few people that would want to say, oh, I'm just a slothful person. But you can see in that example, it could simply be one project or one type of work, category of things on your to-do list that you keep putting off because you have told yourself the story that it will be hard. What if you asked yourself instead, what if this were easy? So how do we overcome each of these? They are all thoughts or beliefs that we can challenge and we can choose afresh. So the stats dreamer who says, well, how would I start? Then what? How would someone like me do that? You don't have to know how God will do something to believe he can do it. Insert the universe, yourself, whatever works for you. You don't have to know how God will do something to believe he can do it. Manifesting, as I understand it, is looking for proof. It's looking for the life you want, not the life you don't or the life you're afraid you're not going to get. You're looking for evidence that the life you want exists. So start looking for it. If you don't believe it, it is almost sure not to happen. So through our thoughts, we can truly overcome this objection within ourselves to look for the stats and the how, rather than simply sitting in and honoring our why, our heart's desire, and looking for proof out there that it is possible and celebrating every example we see of someone who starts a business with no background, has a baby at a certain age, gets remarried after divorce, every example that you find as proof, we focus on those. And even if there is no proof, we tell ourselves, I don't have to know how in order to believe it's possible. For the sidekick dreamer who says, oh, I'm content, but what dream of yours can I help you with? You are just as worthy of joy, success, and abundance as everyone else. Joy amplifies joy. I believe that so deeply. You getting more doesn't take away from anyone else. I've actually found in my style work that it encourages everyone around you. There's that beautiful Marianne Williamson quote that by you playing small does not serve the world. Actually, as you shine, you empower and encourage and inspire others to do the same. So this is truly a mindset shift of realizing this is nothing to do with pride. This actually is you bringing more to the world and that a rising tide lifts all boats. You you up everyone's, you amplify everyone's vibration around you when you are really living out your dreams joyfully, expectantly, hopefully, confidently, and courageously. The supersized dreamer who says, but I also want this. And that, and oh, I can't give that up either. 
the book Essentialism by Greg McCowan, one of my favorites, as you know, was inspired by looking at why high achievers actually weren't achieving more. That was the initial thesis he set out to explore. And the answer was that they were spread too thin. So the question really is, what is your highest point of contribution? Because you are stealing your own joy and potential from yourself and others when you settle for this mediocre middle. It's a a thought fallacy that tells us you are going to be lacking if you give up some of these things. The reality is you're going to be so much richer, feel more successful, feel more fulfilled when you can go deep into less things that truly matter more than being spread thin at so many mediocre things from that place of fear and scarcity. It's coming from that place of love and joy that asks, what do I love the most, not what might I lose out on along the way? The split dreamer says, I want both. What if I choose the wrong one? The hard truth is you have to try to know the outcome. You can use the tools in the Elegant Excellence Journal to get that clarity. And then you need to take action. Because trying and finding out that something doesn't work or isn't right for you is a success. If you try the business and it doesn't take off, if you go for the goal and it doesn't end up happening, there is so much more peace and wisdom and insight that comes from knowing that. If you simply overanalyze forever, that gets you nowhere. So I give this advice so much specifically for my fellow entrepreneurs who are unsure if they should start a business or which business or which product. The reality is you have to know to try. Clarity and confidence comes from action. When we act, then we have the confidence to keep taking action. We are not going to have confidence and clarity simply sitting and thinking about which action we should take. And finally, the slothful dreamer who says, "Um, yeah, maybe someday. I, I don't know. I'll think about it. Now, you don't have to do anything at all. You are worthy, marvelous, and magical if you just sit on your couch every single day if that is what makes your heart sore. But if you say you want something or you're envious of someone else who has it, that is a miserable way to live a life. You don't have to hustle, sprint, or do hard things, but make an empowered and intentional choice. And likely, your waiting has made it seem heavier and bigger than it actually is. That has been my reality. When we sit and stew and we build these things up, that's when it feels like, that's when we have made a mountain out of a molehill. And now the hike feels exhausting when it actually isn't. And I wouldn't judge you for not wanting that exhausting hike, but how much of it actually is simply your mind that is making it feel like it is going to be so miserable to get there rather than, as I said earlier, asking, what if this is easy? What if this can be easy? How would it feel if it was easy? So here's my three main takeaways on dreaming. Number one, the only chance it will happen is if you chase it. I didn't believe in high school I was destined for Broadway, but a few years later, I was at an audition for a Broadway tour. I was unsure if I would 
meet a man who shared my faith, but I was active in a church and I kept my heart open and I didn't have walls up when I met Jeremy. My dreams only happened because I put myself out there. Even when I had no idea if I had a chance, I had to go to the audition. I had to be in the a community to meet people. I had to be open to the possibility that it would happen. The only chance that it will is if you chase it, if you choose it, if you take steps, if you put yourself in the right space, if you have the right mindset to stay open to it. Number two, essentialism. My dream of writing my style book is coming true because I whittled down year after year from an overstuffed life into one with breathing room for a bigger and more powerful dream. I fought every message that we get in culture about FOMO and comparison and hustling to do less but better. And the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal is one of the prime ways that I got myself there. And it is the the key reason that I created it for you because I feel that we need this process of simplifying our lives in order to get to what truly makes us happy. And number three, our thoughts, a.k.a. the wand. If you are doing the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, you will get to this on a future page, so you don't need to pause and go listen to that previous podcast episode right now. But it has to do with our thoughts. I know I was terrified by how much I wanted to meet someone romantically because that meant every year that I was single, I was so aware that I didn't have my dream. The more clear I was with my dream, the more it smacked me in the face every year that it wasn't there. So I get the impulse to try to play smaller and pretend you want less, to try to believe that you want less so that you'll be less disappointed if it doesn't happen or it hasn't happened yet. But that fear and scarcity is, of course, an exhausting way to live a life. And I wish I had had more mindset tools when I was single to be happier and more at peace in my present. Life can happen for you while you are hiding or kicking and screaming, trying to burn it all down and ignore what you really want. But it is much more likely and certainly more enjoyable when you both dare to dream big and take the risk of envisioning a life you love. And then narrow those dreams down to not just be wishing, but actively pursuing the things you believe matter most, which is what we'll continue doing in the next episode. Dream big and then use our Elegant Excellence Goals Journal to narrow that into an action plan for our next three years, six months, and our upcoming weeks. For now, you can swipe up to reread these five roadblocks and consider if you feel resistance in any of these areas and call it out. Our thoughts and beliefs create ceilings and walls that limit and constrain, cloud and confuse our ability to dream. And there is an even more elegant and excellent life available to you when you start dreaming and believing that it's possible. next Wednesday.